welcome to the Privilege Eruption podcast with me, Ishreen Bradley, Chief Inspiration Officer at Belonging Pioneers. And me, Kami Nuttall, founder of Culture Lab Consultancy. Privilege is a conundrum that dilutes the culture of fairness at work. And as a leader, you recognize that your organization has more to do. You want to create success through connection and belonging, and you're unsure about how to make it happen. Now, the Privilege Eruption podcast is where you have the opportunity to evolve breakthrough thinking about the impact of power, privilege and purpose and how that shows up at work. And in these podcasts, you will gain the courage and confidence to realize a culture of inclusion for all. How does privilege and privilege risk get in the way of developing a diverse organization? And what do you do when you realize that your privilege is what has resulted in you having a majority white organization? In this episode, my coach Nick James takes us through his journey and shares the approaches that worked and how he overcame the challenges in moving from 100% white to a 25% multi-ethnic organization within two years. Welcome to the Privilege Eruption podcast, a podcast by Belonging Pioneers and Culture Lab Consultancy about the questions and ideas around the hidden barriers to achieving our DEI and ESG goals. This is where we explore and test out ideas with amazing guests who are making the difference that makes the difference. If you're committed to making the difference that makes a difference, you have the opportunity to have your say and share your views on this topic. Remember to head over to our research survey. Uh, It's a bit.ly link, uh, Privilege Research. So HTTPS bit.ly Privilege Research. If you do that after you've listened to this podcast, you can make sure that you contribute to our shared knowledge base about the impact of privilege at work. Since starting out in business in 2009, Nick James, who's the founder of Expert Empires, has built four separate seven-figure businesses in the expert space, and he's done that from scratch each time. It's down to all this personal experience of what's worked and he says there's been a lot that hasn't, that Expert Empires has helped thousands of expert business owners using its proven business blueprint, the three phases of growing an expert empire. Now, diversity in the workplace has been much talked about for as long as I can remember, and very likely before that. And we're still talking about the need for more girls to pursue careers based in science and engineering, the need for diversity at all levels in the organization, But very little has changed. In this episode, Nick demonstrates how he as a business leader has taken action to be the change he wants to see and how he has erupted his own privilege to achieve that. So what thoughts had you had about diversity or even about privilege in your organization prior to June 2020? Yeah, I think I... The, the word meritocracy, you already said it, was big for me. Like that's how I always positioned like how we operate in our business. Um, and you know, I, I, my thoughts were that by you know um, advertising roles and bringing the you know looking through CVs and um, 
interviewing the best people for the job mm. um, that we were doing the right thing. Yeah, it's that, really that interesting. It's really interesting, isn't it? We're working with a client at the moment and they've got a diversity committee and, and all of this and they, want, they haven't got any people of colour in that diversity committee and they're like, but we put it in our newsletters and we invite people to join us and like they just don't get that especially if you're from an underrepresented group, you're not going to read something in a newsletter and come forward. Yeah. And part of your meritocracy argument, I think, is is that, right? It's like, we think if we just advertise it, people will come. You need yeah. to do more, right? Thank you. Yeah, I think so. And and one of the people, you know, I said I spoke to a group of people, mm. um, one of those people was a client of ours, mm. and I, I just straight out asked, I was like, have you ever felt as a client yeah. that anybody in my team or the, you know, the culture that you've been around our client base, mm. have you ever felt, you know, that the color of your skin was um, ca caused you to be treated differently in any way. And he was like, absolutely not. Like he was like, this, you know, I, I feel absolutely, it's all great. Um, and, and again, he's a young guy. Um, probably has a different perspective than yeah. some of the some of the other people I had on the panel. Yeah. Um, anyway, the reason I'm sharing this, he's now one of our coaches. So he's now joined our team. And he's one of really? our team. And, and I go, I don't know. I can't prove that us having that conversation in June 2020 led him to join our company. Mm -hmm. But one thing I do know is it has to be a factor at some level because it caught that was probably sure. a conversation that brought us closer together and therefore yeah. you know got got us to where we are now so but you know nick as a person of color i find that a really difficult co question to answer yeah i find that a really difficult question to answer because i don't know whether that's how you normally are or whether there's something in my programming my you know upbringing that makes it an issue for me yeah. Well, the, the thing is, when I look back, it was actually a terrible question because that I asked him because I go, it's probably like the reason I asked the question probably was because I wanted somebody to tell me that I was doing OK. Yeah, that was really the reason behind the question. It was a selfish question. Um, and actually, you know, um, you know, this guy, young guy, client of ours, looks up to me, respects me like it would have been very difficult. He, I'm not saying he did feel uncomfortable, but like it would have been quite difficult for him to mm -hmm. speak up and say that in that environment. Yeah. So like I said, I was probably, if I'm being really honest, I was probably searching for validation mm -hmm. um, in that question rather than actually trying to get, you know, feedback sure. or an answer. Sure. Um, and I think, you know, as you say, Ashreen, what's, what's interesting is, um, and this is relevant for, for everybody, like we're all mm -hmm. filtering our experience yeah. today yeah. through... How, you know, however many years of your life that you've been living in the body you've been living in. So, exactly. um, you know, I think everyone has, everyone has different experiences of the same experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Different perspectives of, a, of the same yeah. experience. And I, I think that's what we need to all learn yeah. um, in order to, to have a more equitable environment. So, Nick, you know, we work with our clients on their privilege conundrum and we're doing a lot of research into the impact of privilege in the workplace and how that prevents equity and inclusion. So, Nick, what was your privilege conundrum? I'm not sure what you mean by that question. 
So privilege conundrum is what gets in the way. Okay. Of, yeah, so, uh, the, so from a whole organization level. Yeah. I think the conundrum probably was and still is for me a bit. Um, we've got in our team like a very um, like most of the team are really friends. They're really good friends. They, you know, they hang out socially. Mm. Um, it, it's a very laid back working environment. Mm. It's certainly not what you'd call a professional working environment, whatever that means. Mm. Um, you know, it's not a traditional corporate environment. Mm. And I think the conundrum for me is how do we put policy and structure in place while still creating that environment where you can be yourself and have fun. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to create an environment where people are scared to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, but equally, you know, I, uh, I don't want an environment whereby we don't have any you know, intention or focus on this yeah. subject because it's really important. Yeah. That's, that's probably not what it. was my conundrum. It is still my conundrum. Sure, I guess. It's an ongoing conundrum, isn't it? Yeah. It's such a fine balance. Yeah. Yeah. And then how did you cause a privilege eruption in your organization? Yeah, I, th I think um, mm -hmm. it, it probably started, I mean, it's a great word. Um, and of course, it's what your podcast issue is all about. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm not sure we've succeeded in that just yet. Um, but I think, you know, the, the it, as and I'm talking now to the, the CEO or the um, owner or the managing director or the leader of any business or any organization. Mm. Like, it has to start with you. Yeah. It has to. Um, you, you can't – this is where I think I, I, I definitely um, sympathize with people that are in an organization mm. that really – like let's see how important this topic is and really want to um, create change from within. Mm. But the fact is if the MD, the CEO, the owner of the business, whoever it is, is not on board, yeah. it, you, it's going to feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall. Yeah. And so um, I think for me, how I did it was um, I went first and embraced the uncomfortable conversation and even went public with it. It was one of those where um, – Aside from our team, um, in April 2021, we ran an event. I think, Ishreen, you might have attended. It was a virtual event. Yes. Um, and and that, that was the first time. So this is probably like nine months after, you know, my initial kind of breakthrough on this. Yeah. Um, we ran an event and I made a, a point, like a very public point of saying there are, and again, people that watch this, listen to this might not know the kind of business events industry as such. Um, but I made a point of saying, look, there are too many events yeah. that are packed full of speakers who are white men. Yeah. And like I'm championing diversity. I'm champ championing a, you know, a, mm. a place where people get opportunity regardless of background, ethnic origin, etc. Um, and so, you know, we, we really went to town on that lineup being, um, you know, uh, it was actually over 50% female, which is unheard of in our industry, by Absolutely. the way, completely unheard of. Mm. Um, and, you know, that we I, I made sure that there was 
Um, I, I don't remember the exact number of speakers, but there was certainly, um, you know, a very decent proportion um, of people of colour on the on the stage as well. And um, what's great about that, and has also made my life incredibly difficult at times since, yeah. is I can't take that back now. Nope. So, so it's like I couldn't uh, – then the next event comes round and I'm like, yeah. I now – I'm under pressure that yeah. I now have to keep doing what I said. I was, I, yeah. Basically, and the, the reason I was a bit nervous about making that point was people would accuse me of only making it for personal gain. It's like, well, you're only doing that because you want to get credit and then people want to come to your events. Um, and I shared that that was a concern as well, as I said before. Just to round off this part of the conversation, it would be lovely if you could again summarise what you say is the source of your success. Um, I think, the honestly, the biggest source of my success, and I haven't mentioned it yet, is the willingness to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, in that I was and am willing to hold my hands up and say, like, I don't have all the answers. Um, and I'm also willing to ask for help. Yeah. Um, and I'm also willing to um, accept that I might have made some mistakes previously, even though they weren't deliberate. I still hold my hands up and say, you yeah, know, yeah. this that's, was a mistake. That's courage, isn't it? That's what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably the number one thing that, that has allowed you. me to have to make some progress in this area it's brilliant i think you've given some really useful input to our listeners nick so thank you um and as you may know we end all our podcasts with these five quick fire questions that we ask all our guests to answer so if you're ready i'd like to get into that do it okay so what privilege story has impacted you the most yeah, I, th I think, well, it has to be, I don't even call this a privileged story, um, but I think the, the story that my friend shared with me um, of, you know, how many times you've been stopped by the police, three ever, how many times you've been stopped by the police? Well, I stopped counting when it was like 30 before the age of 20. I'm like, that That just, it, it was a real big, like, lesson for me and, and a shock, actually. Sure. No, good. What's the latest book you're reading that's inspired you? What's the latest book I'm reading on any subject? Any subject? Um, what's the one I, I, I get through? I don't really, by the way, um, this is a controversial point. I don't read books, but I listen to a lot of audio books. Okay. Um, the, the last one that I listen to. It's actually a marketing book for those that are interested in this subject. It's called a hundred million dollar offers by Alex Hormozy. Okay. Very good. Very good. And I've got a list of um, what's next on my list. I, I also listen to a lot of podcasts. So sometimes I'm in audio book mode. Sometimes I'm in podcast mode. I downloaded an audio book recently. Oh yeah. Um, that was the one that I recently finished building a story brand. That's under the marketing one. Oh, so. that's a great book, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. really love that. All right. So what's your favorite indulgence? That's a broad question. Like anything, anything. So long as um, it's clean. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep it clean. <laughs> Family show, right? Um, favorite indulgence. I think probably, um, 
Would you call this an indulgence? Like me and my wife, pretty much every night, we'll sit and watch TV for like an hour. And we normally got a Netflix show or something on the go. Yeah. And the show that we're on at the moment, which is brilliant for learning about diversity and inclusion, uh-huh. is called This Is Us. Okay. And it's on Amazon Prime. It is brilliant. It's, it's brilliant for understanding, I think, people from all walks of life, mm-hmm. people with all different challenges. Um, but, and this isn't a spoiler, I don't think, um, it's centered around a family that has... Uh, it's a white family. They have triplets and then they adopt a black baby. And so the ho- like, there's a lot of points in that story, a lot of points in that show. We haven't finished it yet. Um, a lot of points in that story and in that show where you see little glimpses of what it's like um, for me, you know, as a white guy, or, or you can see what it's like for somebody who's a person of color that's growing up in a different world to what I am. Um, so, yeah, I, I love that show. Oh, that's a great recommendation. This Is Us, right? Yeah, yeah, really this good. You, have you watched it? I haven't yet, but I'm going to. It's now on my top of my list. This is my, my pitch for This Is Us. Watch the first episode. If you don't think it's one of the best shows you've ever seen, don't watch anymore. Okay. But it's incredible. And actually, some people I've spoken to about it didn't love it. Mm. Um, I think if you've got a family, even if they're grown up, but if you've got a family, it will... Like, you'll love it. It's brilliant. Brilliant. No, I'm definitely going to watch that, maybe tonight. Um, so, who has inspired you most to do what you do? Um, I'd have to say my mum. Mm. I'd have to. And, of course, Ishreen, you know my mum. Oh, I know. I love your mum. Um, you know, she she uh, uh, took me along to a Tony Robbins seminar when I was 12 years of age. Um, and, you know, not not many kids get that opportunity. Um she also um, inspired me when she left her corporate career to start her own business as a coach. Um, and, you know, I think I would not have learned the things I've learned, become the person I've become if it wasn't for her and for the opportunities that she created for me and gifted me when I was young. Yeah. We all know so much to our mums, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my final question, if you had unlimited resources to put together the ultimate resource for ensuring an equitable organization, what would that be? If I had unlimited resources. Mm, to put together to the ultimate resource for ensuring an equitable organization, what would that be? Well, I, th- I think the, re- the resource for creating an equitable organization that, that's most valuable, I think, is consistent training and education and um, and awareness. Mm-hmm. It's not a one and done. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the, that's the danger. Um, that's the the mistake a lot of organizations can make. And and by the way, I, I still feel like we're certainly uh, uh, at some, in some ways at risk of this mm-hmm. is like you've got to make sure that it's a constant focus. Yeah. Um, and I, I couldn't say that it's a constant focus for us. Uh, you know, I think we've got good intent and uh, we've taken some good action, but I think you've got to have constant focus. So, um, by the way, uh, when you asked the question, here was my immediate thought, um, because it wasn't about creating a, a resource for an organisation. It yeah. was about creating a resource to create a um, privilege eruption worldwide um, would, would be um, having more information 
on this subject, stories on this subject, um, published in the places where people pay attention, i.e. Netflix, i.e. Facebook, Instagram, places like that. Um, yeah, just more, more. And I think people learn best through stories. I don't think people learn best through being lectured. I think yeah. stories are the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Nick, thank you for adding to our story base around pre-production. Well, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you and thank you again for the contribution you're making to our listeners. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And um, well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to learn because even by having this conversation with you, I'm, I'm learning and, and um, it's causing me to consistently review and analyse what we're doing and what we can do even better. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for joining us. Our intention is to bring you new insights about the impact of power, privilege and purpose at work for you and for your organization. You can check out our episode description for social media accounts. And don't forget to send in your questions. And you can send those to our email, equitychampions at belongingpioneers.com. We look forward to sharing more about power, privilege and purpose at work with you on this podcast. Now, if you got value, please remember to share it with your networks. Please leave us a review. And as Cami said, please do remember to send us any questions that you'd like us to discuss on this podcast. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.